Hello. Are you all sitting comfortably? That's great. Then I'll begin. This is the Ashington Anemometer podcast, as published in the February 2017 edition of the Burn Word News. Now, I was sorry to have missed all you Burn Word News readers over the new year, but we are back now. I say we, as Rebus has been off too, in all senses. While he was patrolling the new enhanced anemometer gardens, a marauding moggy chanced its arm, er, paws, to enter uninvited. Much fur was shed. Thankfully, not so much by our gallant hero, but he did need a visit to the vet and his therapist in order to tend to his bruised leg and ego. I'll tell more of disadvantageous fur shortly. Rebus is now operating perfectly on all fours, out finding the best spots of bottled sun, fur untouched by wind, even as I type. Some fur rustling did occur during Storm Connor, which on the 26th of December gave a gust of 39.2 miles per hour. Round about the 11th of January, another gust surreptitiously upped that to 39.8 miles per hour. It was very difficult to spot this change on the anemometer's digital readout, and I missed exactly when it occurred. I do recall some hard pedalling down the Wootton Road on that date, uh, not a bead of sweat coming back up, so that's my cycling-based guesstimate as to exactly when the gust was. This period also ran concurrent with the mobility-reduced rebus. So, one that escaped the usually accurate anemometer's vigilance. Sorry about that. The rain gauge is much easier to monitor. This month, recording 0.95 inches to the top of its bulging iceberg. I think shipping had best steer clear of Ashenden. Rebus has been out regularly monitoring my work in the garden, despite his injury. And not without cunning purpose. There have been a lot of changes going on in the Ashington Anemometer's grounds as the upgrading works continue. Taking advantage of sunny spells, the ground-based remote observation platform has now been fully set up. That's a telescope with a camera. A schmidt cassegrain for the initiated. These are very sensitive creatures and when taken outdoors, as the advice goes, need to be treated like a six-week-old baby. This involves much swaddling with things to keep it warm and, most importantly, dry. It has its own heater and special all-climate cover, imported from the land of Trump, no less, which has an opening to allow for telescope, base, cables and a table for all manner of astronomical accoutrements. I should have known better as I am packed and laid out this thermally reflective telescope duvet Rebus recognised its potential and instantly buried himself in it. A seemingly perfect cat sleeping bag. I was not worried as its almost vertical positioning in use over the scope would make it impractical for the latter to abuse. Or so it first appeared. Again, dear listener, you are way ahead of me.
Yes, dangling down between the legs of the telescope in the gap between the cover and the ground. Cables and, yes, a tail. A cunning repositioning of the cable distribution box has led to a standoff over the appropriate use of this enclosure. It has peaceably returned to that of fur-free astronomical observation. This involved a trade on Rebus's use of the spare bed. A done deal. Oh, talking of observation, it has been noted that sideways on, this all-American telescope cover does a very good impression of a certain fully back-home quiffed president. Oh, I digress. To prevent the telescope also doubling as a wind gauge, it is stoutly affixed and only likes to move in the event of a 7 on the Richter scale. Sometimes I wonder if the Richter scale could be more appropriately used in describing Rebus's degrees of divergence from concrete immobility. But there again, objects only affected by earth-moving events do not generally leap over the furniture when alerted to the presence of pet pieces freshly imported from the Long Crindon Chippy. All right, I concede, for Rebus that is an earth-moving event. Especially after several pieces, he moves a lot of earth. Perhaps too much information there. OK, time to sum up. Then I'm off down the hundred. Maximum recorded gust, 39.8 miles per hour. Beaufort observation, force 4 to 5. Really easy coming up Brick Hill from Wooden on my bike. Rebus factor, a possible two, but with notable bias due to wound-licking withdrawal under a very tempting telescope cover. No Aeolian bunnies in sight, even through the telescope. Unless, of course, you count lepers. It's visible just south of Orion, in case you ask. Possible puns tunneled beneath the radar, three. Perfectly, perfect and purpose. Well done, pun spotters. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm not finished with you yet. Now it's down the pub time. Hello. I've just been spotted from the reading corner again. I'd better reply. Oh, you did? You were awake after all. And there was me thinking that you were sit. Persistently sleepy. Yes, those are the three. Well done. You followed me perfectly. <laughs> Sorry, didn't catch that. Uh, yes, it's difficult with a mouthful of devil kidneys. And beer. Yes, you're quite right. Right, I said. Not tight. Your Freudian slip is showing. No, thank you. I, I won't intrude. You continue emptying those rather full glasses. Uh, mine's just coming. Here's to you two. Those deviled kidneys at the hundred are indeed divine. Oh, now a postscript for the astronomically, metrologically inclined. A UK first. A bit of brilliant design, a genie from a magic lamp all the way from Stevenage with 3D sensing laser technology. Of course, I refer to the Aeolius satellite, 
and it's due for launch at the tail end of this year. The Aeolus satellite carries just one large instrument, a laser Doppler wind LIDAR, called Aladdin. That will probe the lowermost 30 kilometres of the atmosphere to measure the winds sweeping around our planet. I am personally disappointed that it did not get to be named after Ashenden's most famous cat, which would have given it a whole new perspective. A real-time, earth-bounced, up-sensing satellite. Sounds far more catchy than atmospheric laser Doppler instrument, don't you think? Oh, by the way, did any of you overhearing my conversation down the pub spot the subordinate clause? <laughs> and the final score is Richard, five. Pun spotters, five. Of course, you clever clogs. Goodbye. <laughs>